Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you guys. Welcome to the Backpack Series. Today we are joined with Callum Nichols. He is a trainer out in London, but I don't need to say any more. Callum, how about you just tell us a quick little bit about yourself, who you are? Yes, thank you, Sam. Pleasure to be on the podcast. Finally, finally, first one. Yeah. Yes. So, like you said, my name's Callum. I'm a trainer in London. As you could probably tell from my accent, I'm not from London. I'm from Newcastle. But the big bright lights of London attracted us. So I've been here five years, loving every minute of it. So it's perfect. That's really cool. You've been in London for five years. Um, I I didn't even know you came from somewhere else because I always thought you were from the UK, from London originally. <laughs> um, but speaking of the five years, what is your what is like a short story of yourself? Like uh, a little bit of your background. What is it that you do, and why do you do what you do? Well, I actually I actually moved here five years ago to be with my ex girlfriend. It was kind of a, the only reason why you move anywhere because of love or money, right? And mine was because of love. So and that's, that's why I moved to London. It was a case of long distance. Actually, you know what long distance is like. I think I remember we having a chat about a long distance relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel you. So when I first moved there, it was, a, it was a long distance. And we just decided that why waste time? And let's just me move to London. So I decided to move to London five years ago. But I actually didn't even work in fitness. Then I worked in a completely different field. I actually worked as a croupier. If you have no idea what that is, so I can deal. Uh, you're shaking your <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, like I got no clue. <laughs> so I can actually deal all of the casino games. So if you ever been to a casino, blackjack, roulette, poker, all of those games, I can deal. Which is an unusual skill to have, I guess. But it was fun. But it was fun. It was a very easy job that I just fell into. And I, and I would do that in the winter. So I'd, I'd work in Newcastle in the winter. Then in the summer, I would go work in Greece in the summer where it was very different. I used to do bar work, partied a lot, drank a lot, very much not into fitness at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I needed to to um, change my outlook on life for sure. Dang, that's quite, I mean, that's definitely a journey to get to get into fitness. And before we even dive a little bit more into fitness... And speaking of like journey and what everybody's going through right now, um, how have you been dealing with with COVID and staying at home? Do you know what? It was it was very strange. Actually, I remember when Barry's actually closed because I, I went into the studio to teach my fourth fifteen, and I get there early all the time. So I'm on, I'm on the tube. It's two o'clock. I get off at Queensway. I walk into the studio. I check my phone, and then I then I had that message saying that we're closed. And it was, re- it was really surreal that I was actually in the studio ready to plan my class because I always go there early, maybe plan my class for the next day just so I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, I saw Will and Paige, I think it was. And Will was like, Callum, what are you doing? The- we're closed. And I said, yeah, I just checked my phone. So it was a really strange feeling. I felt a little bit, yeah, I felt very sad, actually, very sad that we were we were closing because it's a big identity to to do a job that you love and I think all of us, we love teaching classes and we love that feeling of giving back to people when they come to class. So when, when Barry's closed, I thought, oh man, I'm going to go home. So that's what I did. I booked a train that evening and I went back straight back to Newcastle. Wow. Yeah. Which I thought, which was kind of like an escape for me because like yourself, we all work a lot and we seem to rush from studio to studio. If we're not doing Barry's, either some people have private PT so mm-hmm. we're all so busy when it gets to London and then when suddenly that stopped 
I was a bit lost and like, well, now I have no job. Yeah. And who knows how long it's going to last for. So my initial reaction was, let's book a train and go straight back to Newcastle, which I did. No, I mean, I think that was a great thing. And what you were talking about going back to family, that's important because I think that's something I learned in, in this time is how effective um, using our phones and social media is nowadays to get in touch with people. Um, well, no, we're going to say something. You can keep going. How, how are you finding it? Because, of course, your family are all in the U.S. So. Yeah, I mean, I have two sisters here. One has a baby. Okay. It's been oh, – it's, nice. Yeah, it's been – I mean – I don't know how to take it. My my way of like, I stayed here because I'm I'm living with my girlfriend and I wanted to stay with her for one. And then two, I was like, well, I was under the impression like it would have been a lot shorter and I didn't want to have to like have a travel ban where I couldn't come back and work when I'm, I'm working for Barry's in the UK now. I'm like, no, I want to teach the moment I get to teach again and see all these amazing yeah, people who've been seeing me every day. So hopefully as soon as we can get out of this that's that's the main goal is to see everybody who i've missed in this in this next time of course and i think i think that's going to be a huge thing just seeing people that you actually have missed because i was actually just speaking to martha i think she's got some questions when we get live on on instagram <laughs> and she's like we just wait for my questions but like a lot of the people at barriers who are not maybe at the at the forefront but who do a lot of the work, the desk guys are incredible, the cleaners, the people behind the scenes who work in the offices, the people who do our payroll, like those are the people that you don't see a lot of. But then when suddenly you don't see them every day, they, they you kind of miss them a lot. It's yeah, it's a weird feeling. So it will be nice to get back and just see all the desk guys, all the trainers, all the clients, everyone. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Definitely. Um, speaking of busy schedules and how everybody kind of is busy throughout and like you were talking about when you – uh, while we were able to free to move around, we had a lot of different things that we were doing. Do you think, or did you have plans set beforehand that were affected um, with everything going on? Yeah, I had actually had so many plans, but um, even though my plans have changed, it's. I feel like it's. I feel like everyone's plans have changed, haven't they? So it's not just my plans personally. Mm -hmm. I had in May. I was actually going to hike Everest Base Camp. Wow. So I was going to hike, hike to the base camp, me and my flatmate, and then I was going to do an ultra marathon the day after down it, which, because I do a lot of things for, for breast cancer and a lot of different challenges. So when I first started, my first challenge was, did I, yeah, I think my first challenge was a hike to Kilimanjaro, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. so, so that was the first challenge. And then, then I did a few mar uh, marathons, a few different things, cycled to Paris, which was awesome. Wow. And this... It's funny because when you start doing challenges, you have to kind of up yourself every time, which then just becomes huge and you have to start to hike Everest. And I mean, <laughs> after you hiked Everest Base Camp, I'm not, I have no idea what I'm going to do after that. But, the, but that was, well, was, was going to happen in May, but that's actually just been cancelled. It got cancelled this week, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but that makes sense. I mean, everything's getting cancelled. So, so that was going to happen in May. And then... I was going to do a ultra marathon in the Sahara in September. Wow. Which would have been fun. It was, a, it was a two day event, but that could possibly still happen. So hopefully that one is still on the cards, but it's a case of doing a lot of fundraising. So I always do, I always do charity fundraising classes, whether that's at Barry's. I did a few in the past at different studios mm -hmm. because the second you start to say it's for charity, then everyone wants to get involved. So that's, yeah. that's the good thing about doing charity stuff. Even with the Barry's Barathon for the NHS, I mean, that raised, what, 34,000? Yeah, it was unreal. 
and that is a ridiculous sum in in what 24 hours it just shows that the fitness community in general they're so happy and willing to give their money yeah. which i mean which is one of the best feelings it's incredible no i know it's amazing to be a part of that's like i mean the main drive with this whole thing and getting to speak with you and share your story with people. Um, but before I even get any, any further questions, you, you were saying you do a lot of stuff with breast cancer. Can you like go in deeper? Why do you do so much for breast cancer? Yeah, of course. The, at breast cancer, the, the charity itself is a really incredible charity. And they say that one in four women will get breast cancer. And that is, that's a huge, a huge statistic. One in four women will mm -hmm. at some point in their life get breast cancer. And for men, it's one in 1,000 because men get breast cancer as well. So yeah. not a lot of people realize that we do get breast cancer too. Not as common as women, of course. So, but just um, my first event for breast cancer, now, I haven't had anyone in my family who's been affected luckily. So it's not as if the story is personal to me as in a lot of people. Yeah. But breast cancer had had a scheme a few years back. It was 30, 30 minutes of physical exercise that could be walking, it could be jogging, skipping, whatever you choose swimming. Just 30 minutes of exercise helps reduce the risk of breast cancer. So when I did my first event follow it was with my flatmate who I live with. He used to work for Marks and Spencers, who did a huge campaign, and they wanted to raise 13 million for, for breast cancer. Yeah. And he actually needed a PT on, on the shoot. And then he used to come to my classes and he's like, look, Callum, I need a PT. Do you want to come on the shoot? And that was, that's how the breast cancer tree kind of started to grow. So it was beautiful. That was the first one. And then after we were like, let's do our own challenges to help raise money. So I think to date we've raised over 40,000, I think. But don't quote us on the amount, but I think it's around, around that mark. So, and it just keeps getting higher. And I feel like, I just have to shake people upside down to, yeah. to make money drop out of their pockets. Look, no, it's for an amazing cause. What you're doing is, I mean, it's not like you're shaking things. It's the same thing as people asking in the time right now, asking for donations instead of asking for pay for classes. It's, it, it's something that is a lot bigger in itself. Um, moving, moving on though. And like talking about the things that you have planned up, have you had any new ideas in this time while you've been at, at in your, in your home by yourself? Do you know what? In terms of new ideas, I think it's really it's a really tricky one because a lot of people who work in fitness maybe it can be one trick ponies where we teach at Barry's and that's putting all our eggs in that one basket. Now this is really making us step out of our comfort zone and thinking, okay, what is the what is the next step? Because once it comes back to normal, great, we'll go back to teaching our classes. But then if this ever happens again, you need to have that backup, right? And so in terms of ideas, I mean teaching the Zoom classes, my it's scary how uncomfortable it was at start yeah so my first class because you can't see anyone else um do the class as well you you have that little screen but you're not there in the room with them and it's just it was really strange to teach that first class but now i've taught a couple more and it becomes a little bit more familiar yeah so i think teaching the the classes online is a great idea i mean you, if you can't get to the studio or you've done all your classes just have a quick 30 minute body weight class, 30 minutes, hit class, dumbbell class, whatever you can, just mm -hmm. to generate that little bit extra income. I mean, everyone, I feel like everyone is hustling. Now this is just making people hustle even harder. So it's great. No, I mean, truly, I mean, with all that stuff, like you're saying, hustling and learning and new stuff, what, have, have you learned anything about yourself? Like whether it be fitness or anything, have you learned anything about yourself in this time? 
definitely what I've learned about myself is I am terrible with technology. And I'm not even saying that in terms of, I'm not kidding. Until last year, Sam, I didn't understand how to put a signature at the bottom of an email. That's how bad I was. I was like, how come, how come you always have the same thing at the bottom of an email? I was like, just not get annoying writing it every single time. And one of my friends said, you can just have that saved so it's there every time. And I thought, ah, oh, great. I need to learn so much more because tech has never been my strong point at all. Whoa. I've always been, yeah, I've always been someone who likes to get outdoors to do physical exercise, whether it's PT, teaching classes, or something that just means that I'm not dealing with technology, then I'm fine. But now I have to learn, so... Well, no, like as you have to learn, I mean, it was the same thing you said about your fitness journey because you weren't always into fitness. So my my question to you is what pulled you into fitness then? What was the start? Again, what pulled me into fitness was my ex-girlfriend. So she had a big, she had a big help in hand in making, in making me get away from something that didn't make me happy. So the job that I was in, in the casino was I was working a lot of a night shift I was moody. I was a little bit miserable. And those mm-hmm. things are something that I'm never, I'm never moody. I'm never miserable. I always try to be upbeat and happy and positive, but work a night shift, not really seeing people, not seeing friends and just getting into that irregular sleeping pattern. She said, look, you need to change your job. She's like, you're miserable. You're moody. You need to do something about it. Yeah. So I went back to Newcastle. I did my PT qualification. And my plan actually was to stay in Newcastle and then, uh, my ex at the time was going to move up to Newcastle with us, but then I didn't get a job in Newcastle. She didn't get a job in London. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to move back to London where there's so many more opportunities in fitness than what there is in Newcastle. Yeah. So and my, actually my first job in fitness was a, was a crazy one. So I was looking on the internet, looking at different places to apply for. I had a few interviews and then my first interview was at Third Space. I'm pretty sure you, you might have heard of it or know yeah. of it. But at the time, it was actually called a Reebok, and it was in Canary Wharf. And I lived in Kilburn, which, if you know what the Jubilee Line is, it's pretty much a 45-minute ride to Canary Wharf. So I emailed the woman at the point. I said, look, I live 45 minutes from the gym. I said, that's really far. And she said, look, Callum, why don't you just come in for, for the interview, check the gym out, and see what you feel. So I went to Canary Wharf, went to Third Space, which was Reebok, walked into the gym, and they just had this huge... 13 meter climbing wall inside the gym they had a basketball court and i was like wow i need to work here yeah so and it was really it's really strange that was my first ever job in fitness and i pretty much landed on my feet and that's where i was doing a lot of interactions with clients i hadn't really worked in that environment Mm -hmm. but i can chat to anyone so that was kind of what was my selling point i can just make conversation with anyone so it was perfect yeah. And speaking of getting, I'm getting to know the community. What, what motivates you? Like what, what gets you to keep going and keep pushing and doing these things? You know what? That is, that's a good question. What motivates myself? Because people, when they realize you're in fitness or your PT or your instructor, they're like, Oh my God, you must be motivated all the time. You must wake up and it's positive energy nonstop. And that's not the case. Like we all have those bad times where we wake up and think, Oh, do you know what? I wish I could just not work today or I wish I could just have a day off. But what I really think is think is that I try to think of the th- of the positive things that I have and that are special to me mm-hmm. that help me get through whether that's my family, my friends, or just my own personal growth, and that what that's what kind of helps me get to the next step because it's easy to be negative and think of the things that you don't have, but that's just going to get you nowhere really. So trying to be trying to be positive is one of the best things I think you can do. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. That that's. A great answer. I mean, for motivating yourself to keep going. Um, 
I was so my kind of like last question within the realm of like questions that not that you get to pitch yourself, but where, uh, what have you learned from fitness in your own personal growth that doesn't include physical? Like what else have you learned from fitness? What have I learned from fitness that's not physical? You mean to just not getting biceps instead? Yeah, like what personal growth have you had from fitness without the physical included? Of course. I think personal growth is different for everyone for sure. My personal growth was just being able to put myself out there more in terms of like doing these things. This is really uncomfortable for me, but not, you, I mean, you're a very easy person to chat to, so it makes it, it, makes it a lot easier. Thanks. But just understanding that everyone is kind of in the same boat, okay, especially mentally. I think that's kind of thing that gets overlooked a lot in fitness, the mental aspect of it, not just the physical. So being able to just help people mentally, which is one of the best things you can do. Like if you're having a bad day, if you're arguing with your girlfriend, arguing with your boyfriend, just that, uh, just that time away and maybe that one hour of each day in, in Barry's Red Room, for example, could be the best part of your day. And I know that's what Anya tries to get to a lot, like make this one hour the best hour of their day. And that at the minute really speaks volumes because for that 30 minutes of the live IGTV, it's just getting people that feeling of being back in the red room, even if it's not as physically challenging, it's just the same mentally stimulating, I think. So that's one of the best things for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Speaking of, of yourself though, is there anything yes. that you're you're involved with that are that's coming up, or anything that anybody can kind of uh, be on the lookout for? For sure. Well, I act, I actually was a little bit um, hesitant to get onto the Zoom classes. I thought uh, I thought I don't need to do this. It's going to be over very quickly. Yeah. We'll be back teaching within the next two weeks. That didn't happen. I was like, okay, now I need to get onto these Zoom classes. And like a couple of my friends helped a lot to create a Zoom account and to send. For me to send emails to everyone to make sure they log on, it's just Sam, you don't understand. So just getting those things was was so hard. But I'm going to be teaching two classes. I'm going to put my schedule out there. I think I'm just going to keep it to very simple Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't want to go crazy in doing too many classes because I know a lot of our instructors are doing classes as well. Mm -hmm. And listen, I think everyone's content at the minute is incredible. So... I'm going to be teaching those Zoom classes. I'll jump on the Barry's live a few times if possible. I have a few other private things that's happening. But apart from that, I'm doing PT sessions as well via FaceTime or via Zoom. Okay. So if people are interested, sure, just drop me a message on my Instagram, CallumNichols7, or they can get in touch via my email, which I'll give maybe at the end of the, of the chat. Well, we, we, we've reached the end of the chat, which is where I was just going to ask, lastly, where can people find you, your, your handles, uh, places you work, anywhere else where they can reach you. Of course. It's funny because when you say, where can people people find me? When we used to teach, if you had a store guy, they could find you everywhere because they knew exactly what your timetable was. Mm-hmm. I always said if someone wanted to, wanted to track you down, it's easy. I teach 415s, teach 640s. People know exactly where you are. But they can catch me on my Instagram, CalMichael7. To be fair, I do use Instagram a lot more. I don't really use Facebook. Mm-hmm. My email address should I throw it out there, my email address? I mean, it's your own discretion. When this goes out, it goes out to everybody. Yeah. If you want it, to, if, <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. Look, you have you get anybody watching this later, it's at Callum Nichols 7. He's on Instagram. Yes. Send him DMs there. That's probably the best way of reaching Callum. 
that is definitely the best way. I appreciate it, Sam. That's the best no, way. Thank you, Callum. I'll keep my email to myself for now. <laughs> well, uh, again, thank you for coming on, Callum. I'm going to end this here. You guys, everybody who watched, thank you so much. Uh, tune in again tomorrow. We're going to be back with another trainer, another interview. Um, Callum, thank you again so much, man. Great getting to catch up. Man, I appreciate it, Sam. Take care. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. You too. Bye.